Welcome to the Blister Podcast, a program dedicated to interesting people, the great outdoors, and a bunch of other stuff we like. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to Magnus Grenier, who last month won the gold medal at the X Games Real Ski Contest against an extremely select and ridiculously talented group of six skiers. And in addition to that, Magnus is a member of one of the most interesting, influential, and most talked about film crews out there, The Bunch. Magnus skis different, came up different, thinks different, and so far, all of that has added up to one pretty funky, to use one of Magnus's favorite words, and very interesting life. In our conversation, Magnus and I talk about growing up in Sweden, the fact that he attended literally the weirdest and coolest school I've ever heard of, we talk about participating in the Slush Cup, the formation of the bunch, his real ski win, his take on the current state of park and urban skiing, and more. It really doesn't matter whether you're into park or urban skiing, you're going to want to listen to this one. And on that note, here's Magnus. Magnus, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing very well. Um, where are you? In Zermatt. Zermatt, you uh, you get around a little bit, huh? That's right. <laughs> this season, this more season. than anything. Huh. Um, what's going on in Zermatt? Uh, we are trying to film some Instagrams and stuff. We, we kind of, we, we, we got some money from Zermatt if we would come here and do some Instagrams and money that we can use for the movie. So, yeah, easy, easy. Yeah. Um, I think I need to go to Zermatt soon. Do you recommend? Definitely. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Insane. I'm uh, let's see if I can see Matterhorn right now. Good. Not right now, but like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> From my friend's place here, it's just straight like to Matterhorn. They have like kind of like a just little grass area with a grill and stuff, and like Matterhorn is just perfectly there in the view. Wow. Like so close too. Like it's like you. You start walking up the mountain and you're like going up towards Matterhorn. <laughs> uh, is this your first time there? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. I've been okay. wanting to go so long too. Yeah. Because uh, my friends have been shaping, been working park crew here. Huh. EO, Jens, and BMAC. Uh-huh. And they've just been talking about it so much, about like the village and the mountains and they have like the best summer park here and huh. you make a lot of money because you're in switzerland and uh-huh. it's, it's great yeah switzerland i i think um switzerland is is growing high on my list um uh, of places to get to so i'm i'm working on it but uh yeah it, uh, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound terrible no. <laughs> so how long are you there for just until Sunday, okay. super fast trip. Yeah, uh, I left Andorra a couple er- days, er- like a couple days early from Slush Cup. Yeah, I managed to squeeze this in, in between going to Russia with, uh, with quite a few people from the bunch. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. Like the around the first of Mar- uh, April. 
Mm-hmm. So. And you guys, <clears throat> well, we're getting into all kinds of topics real quick, but uh, let's let's back up for a second. Um, uh, I guess actually, I don't know how much you are allowed to say about uh, the slush cup that you you just competed in, right? Was this this was? Uh, I, I have for some reason the twentieth in my head as to when that was going down. But did you guys shoot for a couple days, just one day? Uh, yeah, five days. Five. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so they got this, the cup done pretty quick. That means like the first day they do four games, second yep. day four games. So that's like eight filmers yeah. every day. And then it's a crazy production house. Like these <laughs> people like shooting every day and then just editing all night, like barely sleeping and then just shooting and editing. It's crazy. They got it done really quick. I think so. It's like what is it? Eight games? No, yeah. How many games total? Four the first day, four the second day, and then yeah, four, four. So it's uh, no four and then two. Okay. So let's let's back up for a sec, just in case there's like one person on planet Earth who doesn't know what slush the slush cup is uh so so give me a quick quick let's back up for a sec first of all how many so how many skiers um were invited to participate in this or how many of you were there 16 skiers and then overall crew maybe 30 or something Uh uh-huh when you say overall crew you're talking about filmers filmers etc or are mm-hmm. we or are we talking about backup skiers in case you, you know, in case you uh, wreck yourself and we got to get a stand in? No, 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 <laughs> no such thing as backup skiers. <laughs> no stunt doubles. Nope. <laughs> okay. So sixteen skiers and uh, and you all and you you square off, right? I mean, uh, you get. And so again, I I don't know what I should know is um, how much we're allowed to talk about this. Uh, how much or how little we're allowed to talk about this. Um, but can you talk a little bit like your first, who you like squared up against to start? Mm-hmm. Luca Meloni. Okay. Uh, from Barcelona. Okay. And I don't know if I can like say much more yep. than that. But yeah. Like that's official yet. And, you know, people knew the first rounds and stuff. And then. Yeah. I think they dropped four games already, but th- there's like still a lot that isn't, you know, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what was that like walking into uh, Andorra? You know, you're fresh off of a um, off of a real ski gold medal win. Did uh, were you getting grief about that? Or was there a target on your back? Was uh, how'd that go? Uh, it went really smooth. No target on the back. Everybody, <laughs> you know, nice pad on the back. Like that's nice. Well done, homie. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So it was people like you know, it's people were really hyped on that. Uh-huh. That's for sure. That's awesome. And just getting into Andorra was really cool for me. Like that place is amazing. It's really you think that it's like expensive because like the. Yeah. Like a lot of people move there to, you know, like not pay many, much taxes. Yep. 
because I believe they have like four percent or something. Yeah. Tags. So like you think it's expensive, but it's really like cheap and huh. nice. Huh. Yeah. Eating so- out alcohol, like everything. They they're like big on like alcohol and cigarettes. People come, <laughs> you know, like like from Spain and all over to just stack up on that. They have like huge stores with just like you've never seen that much alcohol in your life. <laughs> okay. Um so was this your first time to Andorra? Um second time. I did the slush cup last year as well. Okay. Okay. Um they always do slush cup in Andorra? They've done it the, I th- I believe no they did yeah two years in a row. Okay. And the one last year, I believe, was like the second slush cup ever. So it's all—it's kind of new. Like it just yeah. started two years ago. Yeah. With the cups. Yeah. Um, slush cup is super cool, huh? I mean, this is just—I I think it's—it's it, certainly one of the most fun things I think out there in the world of skiing to watch. Yeah, it—it it really is. It's a really cool competition, and usually brings together a cool squad, like couple of skiers that aren't really on the competition scene yeah and a couple of skiers from the competition scene so you got to link up and stuff and it's just like everyone knows each other and it's a great get together we got this crazy like hotel we're staying at with a mini ramp pools like <laughs> it is we get served three course dinners when we get back from skiing like it's it's pretty pretty awesome, and Slush is doing a great job. Like it's a new concept yeah. of competition, pretty much, and you're able to do whatever you want in this. Like there's like not like in you know regular competitions. There's you gotta like spin this much. Like there's no way you can do a 180 to in your like Olympic run. But right. in Slush, you can definitely do it. <laughs> right. Like the best one in the world. Huh. So okay, without without naming any names, right? No names here. Mm-hmm. How many people? You know, I, I I'm gonna guess. You know, everybody shows up and it's all good. And hey, great to see everybody. But once this thing actually gets going, are there are there one or two skiers who are like, I'm gonna fucking win this thing, and it like turns serious, or does it? Does everybody honestly stay kind of in a like, hey man, we're we're having fun and trying to throw some cool tricks. How, how competitive does this get or, or how competitive does it get for maybe like one or two folks there? Mm, it gets, I can definitely feel like some vibes like that, but yeah. it's far from, you know, like I've been to other competitions yeah. where it's like way more, you know, like, so I'd, I'd, I wouldn't say there is, you know, like there is, of course, like people get a little competitive. Yeah. And that's how it's gonna be. But like yeah. the thing about slush cup is like how it really isn't like that. So that's what I like to talk about when I like talk about it and stuff. Yeah. Um. So man, from Andorra to Zermatt to Russia, I is it possible? Like, can I hire you to be like my travel agent, and you just tell me like where I ought to be going in Europe? It sounds like you're. Uh, I should just follow you around. Sounds like you're yeah. hitting, up, hitting up the good spots. Yeah, yeah, it's I've been lucking out lately, <laughs> and, you know, just following the flow. But I'll help you out. I got some, I got some hot spots. 
<laughs> Good. Yeah, Where did you grow up? I grew up in Hörnefors in Sweden. Mm-hmm. It's like on the east coast of Sweden, pretty far north, seven hours north of Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's kind of, it's a little bit similar to the east coast of US. Huh. Like Sweden, like the, the, east Sweden, the east of Sweden is flat and the west of Sweden has like mountains and stuff. So it wasn't like that many ski mountains around either. So, but we had snow, which was like, you could, you were able to ski a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's a good place to grow up for sure. Just so safe, you know, like Sweden, it's like <laughs> perfect. Like having, you know, like the system works out real well there and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, safe, safe growing up there. So you, were, you weren't dodging bullets. Nope. Cool. cool. That's good. Um, how old are you now? And how old were you when you started skiing? I'm 23 years old now, and I started skiing when I was 12. That seems later than I would have guessed. Yeah, I, I snowboarded like before. Ah. My cousin snowboarded, and I thought that was he was the coolest guy I knew. <laughs> I had to snowboard. Uh huh. So you so, you started snowboarding pretty young. Yeah, pr- like I skied. I actually skied before I can remember. Uh huh. And then I like. You know, I, I snowboarded as long as I remember, yeah. and then I started skiing at 12. Huh. So I guess I did start skiing earlier, but I just can't remember. Like, my skiing's been big in my family, cross-country skiing. My mom always put me on my cross-country skis and, like, here, now you go. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would love to picture, I'd love to see you on cross-country skis. You're, you're looking at your current style of skiing. I, that was that has definitely never crossed my mind. Like this dude probably grew up cross country skiing. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Yeah, my style is different there. A little like different. Another, another flavor to that. Yeah. Um. But man, that's interesting. I didn't know the part about the snowboarding. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume you were pretty decent on a snowboard. Yeah, I was. I was alright. Like, I was okay. It, Come on. I, like I snow, I did it. I mean, I wasn't great. Like when I when I put on a snowboard right now, I can still like snowboard and I can probably do a trick or two. But when, once I started skiing, like I snowboarded for two years yeah. before I learned like how to do a, a two or three years, maybe even before I knew how to do a three sixty. Huh. And it took me like two tries on skis. Huh. So it's like yeah, probably probably do skiing instead. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. yeah so basically skiing's just easier would you or would you say that i mean for you it sounds like you're saying yeah like i thought skiing was easier than snowboarding or it came more naturally maybe i think it came more naturally yeah. and i think it's easier at least in the start like because yeah. just figuring out like standing sideways and stuff on a snowboard probably is a little bit harder but it seems like you'll reach the same level or even maybe further levels with snowboards because it's kind of more, there's more options, I would say, when uh-huh. I've like studied it. There's just like more ways to press and quicker ways to spin and kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, 
I'm going to come back to the snowboarding thing in a second, but what else were you like as a kid growing up in Sweden, what else were you most into? Um, whether on the, like, were you skating? Were you playing chess? You know, what, what else were you doing coming up? I did a bunch of sports. Like I did like every sport I could, but I, I, I think I was super into soccer, but when I asked my dad if I was into soccer, he's like, yeah, no, you had your hands in your pocket on the goals. He's like, yeah, you did a goal <laughs> once in a while, but you were like standing with your hands in your pocket the rest of the time. And I was like, no, I don't remember it like that. But he's saying that when I started skiing, it was like a completely different thing. Huh. But I mean, I, I did a lot of sports. Every Like floorball is this one sport. It's like hockey, but you have like a super light stick and a super light ball and you got shoes on. It's like huh. big in Sweden. Floor wait floorball, yeah floorball, dude. I gotta get to Sweden too and play some floorball. Floorball is awesome. <laughs> we won like the school championships in floorball, and it was all time. <laughs> Maybe we was, need. Do we need to like bring this sport to the U.S.? This could be big. Yeah, it could. I feel like there. It definitely is in certain hip areas. Floorball mm. is like the thing, but. Uh-oh, I'm not, ha- I'm not hanging out in the hip spots, maybe. Maybe that's it. That's probably what it is. <laughs> okay. Huh. So, okay, before you start skiing, well, wait, did you have other revelations? You, you were, like, talking about you were into soccer, but really you were into floorball, and floorball is amazing. Other, what else were you doing? I, I did, like, some husky races. Like my 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 mom and dad had like five huskies when I grew up, and I did like this like summer race. It's kind of like on a sled, but on wheels. Okay, and that was fun, and yeah, like <laughs> yeah, husky races. That's the most radical, I guess I did probably. <laughs> you know, you have anybody who's seen you ski or seen any of your stuff. Like you have a pretty different style. And I literally think you've just explained your style. Like, we can just stop talking now. It's like, well, yeah, you know, you raise a kid, you put him on a, well, put him on cross-country skis, then have him snowboard, then have him get into floorball, then have him get into husky races. This is exactly the type of skier you get. It's just like math. It's, it's an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, pretty weird stuff mixed up all in together in something pretty solid. That's pretty awesome. So, um, when when was the last? What was when was your last husky race? I was probably twelve. Like it was when I was younger. My we 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 had like less and less dogs after a while. I guess now we got two huskies, but uh-huh. for like we had like four and then three and then yeah. So we mom and dad kind of got out of it too uh-huh. and stuff. So twelve is like my last race. Okay, so. Let's go to like right before you started skiing. Like you so you're a 10 or 11 year old kid racing huskies, playing floorball. What what were you thinking about at that point? I mean, apparently you weren't the snowboarding thing didn't grip you in the way where you're like, "Man, I want to see if maybe I can kind of do this for a minute, you know, as my job, kind of like try to go the pro snowboard route." Um, what were you, what, what did you think at that time before you got into the ski thing? Like, what were you going to be doing with your life? Professional floorball player? 
Mm, no, probably the most like if I was thinking that it was probably for the snowboarding, oh. I would say. But I wasn't like thinking that much. I don't think like I wasn't like I wasn't thinking that much. I was more like just doing, doing. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> I like started thinking more when I got older. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I think that happens for a lot of us. Um, yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting for that transition to happen for me uh, when the thinking kicks in. So uh, I, I think any day now, I think any day it'll start. But um, I'm trying to like stay out of it. You know, I, it just like happened that I started thinking more, and then I started realize like maybe I shouldn't think this much. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think there's actually something to that, right? Like I think if you, and it sounds like you've done a pretty good job at this. Um, I think if you follow the things that you're most, you just find yourself kind of most passionate about and just most into, like just put everything you have into that thing, you know, and then eventually, you know, maybe you shift and you get kicked onto a slightly different path or a very different path. But, but I think if you're kind of just following the thing that, you know, that you're most jazzed on, that's probably not a bad way to try to navigate the world. No, definitely not. I think that's very right. And skiing has helped me realize that a whole lot. Hmm. And just like applying that mentality to other things too has just like, has just helped me out like, like so much. It's been like the most valuable lesson I've ever learned. Hmm. So that's, yeah, definitely. Just got to trust it. Yeah. Trust it and and do the best you can to not spend time doing things you really, really dislike. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a bit of a skill, like negotiating the world that way, I think. But um, but whatever, right? I mean, it, um, yeah, follow follow those paths that you're, you're just psyched on uh, and see where it goes. Um, it's not a bad strategy, I think. Not at all. The greatest. Here you are now sitting in this position of you're competing in slush cups and you just won X game real ski gold and you have your pro model with your name on it, right? Like from a certain vantage point, this is starting to look like, you know, pro skier guy who's arrived type of thing. And I'm just wondering, like you just started I guess skiing when you were 12 and presumably were like, this is pretty fun. And how, what did that path look like for you to get from starting to ski to where you are right now? It was a hell of a ride. A lot of, (laughs) a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know, I guess I just got really into skiing, like, like really into skiing. And like when they, they wrote our goals like in seventh grade or something like i remember i got this in ninth grade when we finished like our you know ninth grade like we were like 15 or something yeah but we, like in seventh grade when we went to like high school or I, our, our uh, system is different so i get confused but we were like you know in seventh grade we wrote this paper like what? What's your goals when you when you finish ninth grade? And my goals were like backflip and like seven twenty. <laughs> Those are all my goals. When I got the paper, I was so stoked. I I totally forgot about like writing that. And then 
I got I just they gave us the papers when we graduated. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I'm gonna learn seven twenty and backflip. Mission, mission <laughs> accomplished. Yeah. It was. <laughs> huh. And so, then yeah, I, I, I had a passion for it and I started skiing with like this club in, in Umeå or that's like the town close to my hometown, which it's like a hundred and twenty foot hill pretty much and we would drive like fifth like 30 minutes there my mom drove me like two times every week me and my friend and then we just met up with this community of people doing like this you know free skiing and stuff yeah met a bunch of friends and then started like following them to the mountains and and eventually i went to i went to go to school in kirana for this okay uh and and that was a quite a special school (laughs) go on I was, uh, you got now. You got me thinking like Harry Potter, like Hogwarts or some something. But I'm maybe not quite that. Uh, some people kind of look like straight out of Hogwarts. <laughs> okay. at school, that's for sure. Okay, but uh, it was a space gymnasium, so like a space high school where so they had this thing with the Swedish government, so you could come from all over the all over Sweden to go there without your like state or whatever cooperating with theirs with that state Mm -hmm. so for that reason they put a skiing school there too so like okay we can just but you know it got it was a really special mix of people like some people trying to be astronauts a lot of people that just went to the school because they literally didn't want to leave at home and just like wanted a place where they can just go and live and like get away Mm -hmm. and then us skiers and just a bunch of like funky stuff went down there like like in all of these people just coming together and like starting to party you know we're 16 (laughs) 15 moving out from our parents spot everybody had their spot and we all met up at this crazy school and it was just like oh what's going on (laughs) so the the 16 year old skiers are partying with the wannabe astronauts right huh Yeah, and they these guys got funky too. Like they had some rooms, like at at parties where there was just like you could do whatever to anybody. Like it was like an or- orgy, and there's <laughs> dudes and girls, and like these guys were pretty freaky. <laughs> also, really cool. Huh. I thought of them, but like it was just such a like. Yeah, I guess like. I was thinking of it, you know, like a lot of people get bullied and stuff. And like, I feel like there was quite a few of the people that went to this school that, that had been bullied maybe. And Hmm. they definitely weren't like at that, this school, like everybody was down with everything and they like just got in that environment and then like started partying and stuff and things just took off. Hmm. So it was pretty cool. (laughs) Man, on my European tour, I'm gonna have to stop by this place. Check yeah. it, check it, check it out. Um, yeah, we were studying space, like physics, like kind of, and it, it was really interesting, like astronomy and just basically like a lot of math and physics, and then like some space stuff included. I still have no idea why the hell you were you're like i'm i love skiing i want to go to like a ski academy 
But somehow yeah. that had like, okay, cool. Like here's your ski academy. But at the ski academy, you learn about ast- astronomy and and outer space and math and physics. That's how this. Yeah. That's how this went. It was weird, really. <laughs> and 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 like the crazy thing, only one guy like of the skiers knew we were in for like that. Re- rest of us thought it was like a like a regular physics, like you know, like just physics you you like choose physics like regular physics but it, none of us really knew that we were a part of like the whole space program <laughs> <laughs> so when we got there like astronomy first class no way did you guys know like no i had no idea <laughs> it was pretty weird <laughs> i applied so also through like newschoolers.com but the swedish version that's free free that uh, free through the forums of that website, like that was like how everyone found out about the school. And then you could like you you it had like a short description like oh skiing it's gonna be dope. And you click a link and you like put your <laughs> information <laughs> and you said like yeah apply. <laughs> this is yeah. the best. Like now now I'm envisioning like we make a movie about you know like aliens are coming to like blow up the world, and we have to send a a crack team of of uh, of astronauts but like <clears throat> jib skiing astronauts into space to like battle the aliens and like like you you're in a very unique position here um the uh the ski academy the astronaut slash ski academy um yeah this is like this is some like x-men level shit i think I don't know what this is. Honestly, I think you're just lying to me right now, but I don't even care. Like, this is a great story, and we're just going with the fact that this is all true. I'm still trying to ski on the moon. See? <laughs> and Mars. Skiing on Mars. You're going to be the first guy, for sure. With your background? Who yeah. could ar- Who could argue against? My, my uh, CV or whatever, my bio is looking real good. Exactly. I, I got... I'm gonna. I got a meeting with Elon coming up, and uh-huh. we're gonna discuss it. Yep. <clears throat> just go to Andorra first, stock up on a bunch of alcohol, and then we're just gonna launch you into space with a few pairs of O and three Ps. Yep. And, and uh, that's it. I mean, that's the. It also sounds like probably like this is a good pro- like a good bunch project. You know, like maybe three or four years from now. Yeah, I I think so. <laughs> Like, like we, 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 we like been joking about it for the past years, you know, like even, I mean, since we went to that school and just like on papers and stuff, we like when people ask us like, where are you guys going next? Like a lot of times we just ask, we just say like Mars, <laughs> and, you know, so it's been, it's been like, it's like around, you know, so it, it probably, is, it's probably going to happen. I think, I think it, I, I believe you. I fully believe you. Um, uh, so, quick, quick sort of aside, but related. So, were, did you have, were there bunch folks at this Harry Potter ski slash astronaut academy? Yeah. That's kind of where... That's where it started. started. Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. For, like, yeah. that we We didn't, everyone, you know, the skiers, we, like, have heard of each other some people knew each other like kind of but we all just came together there and it was such a 
crazy like for Sweden to have that many like good skiers hmm. just getting the one one in the same place here we had like something unique going and we we're all so hyped about that like oh my god like our class is so damn good at skiing and huh. so that's like when we we all got together we got to know each other really fast because we were just living without parents and young and mm-hmm. having a good time and then yeah we started filming each other and mm-hmm. just like that's how we just started filming each other and that's like kind of what we've been what we have done ever since i guess i don't have a great sense of like if people have sort of come and gone you know like worked their way into the bunch maybe some have left to like become astronauts maybe uh you know i don't i guess i don't have a great sense of like no like it was when you're you know show up at this school the coolest school of all time apparently uh you guys show up and and this is four five six of you um and is that as and is it still the same kind of um those same four five six whatever number that's still the set or how much growth or you know has there been um does the bunch well, grow <laughs> yeah it does okay it's very loose like a lot of times we've been getting the question like oh so how many people are in the bunch and there's never been an answer yeah and like but yeah we start like we we were like five six guys in Kirana and then yeah you know I knew a couple people and like those guys knew a couple of people and eventually we were like just like a bigger crew like some good friends of us that just saw what was going on and was like wanted to be a part of it and we wanted them to be a part of it and it's been really natural how everything worked out kind of like at creation nation i would say our crew is like the most maxed out that's like okay bring all the homies in bring bring phil yusuf who does the like music and bring tumani who like writes the illest texts and like it's just a big group of friends mm-hmm and everyone's trying to like do something do their own thing and like that's why it's been working out so much too because everybody's just been producing and learning from that Hmm. from each other and that that's creation nation yeah okay um i gotta be honest i know less about creation nation than some of this other stuff so so give me a quick minute on that like when did when did that kind of get going or or has it just been kind of this early start whatever no real start date and it's just snowballing it had kind of a start date it started last not not like this or so like two years ago in april so we have we've we've done two creation nations so far okay and it has been you know it's like kind of new for us bunch of kids trying to arrange an event talking to people about money and figuring out you know lodging food like rental vans like all this stuff like how should these guys get from stockholm to the middle of the woods where we hold our event and you know it's like a whole whole experience just learning all of that Hmm. that was really cool Hmm. and then it's been unreal actually the vibes that we've been having at those events Hmm. it's been like like almost it almost seems like 
unrelatable to any other vibes huh. ever almost because like there's so many like-minded people and we've been really lucky with like w- like weather and setup and everything like it's just like by the end part it's like everybody got this so much energy that they don't just no one wants to sleep and like everybody's just like i don't know like it's just like you can just feel the vibes are just like insane huh. so we uh, like I can't even like I guess I can't explain what it was but it was really unique with all those people coming together and just like especially as an organizer of the event you yeah like, seeing how, how the like what you created you know yeah. with your friends it was just like okay we need to do more of this yeah all right when's the next one happening when is the next one happening? It's not confirmed yet, so but we're uh, yeah, it's not confirmed yet. Okay. I can't. I can't. We're talking to different people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I just can't say because it's not confirmed. Yep. Um, what should I go check out if I was gonna go if I wanted to see what you guys have been up to? with creation nation what do i go watch mm, you could go to like the bunch creation hashtag where there's like a whole like like most of every like everything is probably under there that okay and you can just go like to vimeo we did two recaps from the previous two creation nations that kind of sh- like i would say just skip the hashtag and go straight to the vimeo videos Okay. Creation Nation One and Creation Nation Two. Cool. On the bunch Vimeo accounts. Yeah, we'll do. I want to talk about real ski. I want to talk about the bunch. Um, I don't really care about the order. Um, but let's get let's get back to this thing that is a really big damn deal, right? I mean, um, winning real ski matters, and uh, you're up against uh, a hell of a a hell of a crowd of uh, well not a crowd right what is it seven or eight people uh, six six so you have six people or something like that right were selected to do what what are the rules what are the parameters for these real ski edits is it under under two minutes mm-hmm. it's like around one thirty. okay and there's no limits to shots. Like you can try to squeeze as many as possible in there, or just try to keep it more, you know, stretched out. Or, but I don't know. Like there isn't really many rules. Just go out, film a street part. Yep. And it's gonna be one and one thirty. One thirty. But they'll let you go a little bit over that. I mean, they they're. they're I think mine was like one thirty eight this year. Okay. You snuck in those extra eight seconds. I, pre- I mean, I think everyone. Pretty much did. <laughs> cool. I think everybody was like closer to one forty. <laughs> okay, so you're sitting around last fall, and you get a phone call or an email. Um, what what was it? We we you and I talked a little while ago, and we had a terrible internet connection and other uh, interesting things going on. But uh, yeah. so uh, it was um, you got a call or an email like last. October is that right? Yep. Email okay. last October, like like right in the end of October, I'd say so. 
because I was hoping to get into the real ski so bad, and I was like, why isn't there like any like news or anything about this huh. yet like out? So I was kind of like I was hoping for forever, and then I kind of like gave up. Like, oh well, whatever. Like, I probably didn't make it in, or it it might not happen and stuff. And then just October, like late October, one day in the May, like, boom. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just simple as that. You just open your email, like drinking a coffee, and then you just <laughs> coffee all of a sudden. Huh. So. Were you home at the time when you got that email? I was uh, at at this like art gallery that I spent a bunch of time in this fall, like like working with my friend. That you know, we kind of had like a pop up shop, and it we had just a bu- good like good vibe going on in this store that was really weird, kind of like art gallery store. Yeah, yeah. And we had a good crowd, and that's when I got the message, and it was a weekend. And yeah, those guys just went like I was just like I got the message and they were gonna go eat, and then they came back with a bunch of champagne, <laughs> and we it was kind of we were celebrating the X Games invite and like that we had this place that we were kind of just finishing setting up, so it was like great moment spent yeah. with people and good friends, ma. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Hmm. But then you get the invite, and then it's like, oh shit, I gotta go drop a banger edit. Yeah. Yeah, then, you know, yeah. Then it was like almost because I wanted it so bad, you know, to be a part of it. And I almost like, even like I, I had, I was like, I, I put more pressure on myself like before I started than while I was doing it pretty much. I was like almost like, wow, like should I do like can I do this or something? Right. I don't know. But it definitely, you know, it wasn't it ended up I ended up having such a good crew with also people from the bunch, Gustav Kavalin and Andreas Olofsson. Mm-hmm. Like some of like my best friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, for like we've been friends forever and we've been doing this together forever and yeah. Like just with those guys and the why we had like throughout the thing it just it just turned out easier i'm really stoked that i was able to already have these connections with these guys and then work with them on something that meant this much to me and and to them too of course yeah were were gustav and andreas part of the harry potter space academy gustav was okay yeah gustav was there (laughs) that's awesome that's really awesome yeah. Um, <clears throat> sure. And you guys, you you shot in Quebec, right? Shot the whole thing in Quebec? Uh, not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. A month, a month of it and the most productive month as well. And then there's a couple of shots from Finland and a couple from Sweden. Okay. And that's pretty much it. So that means, I mean, a month just in Quebec. Uh, so you, that means you were collecting footage over... Something like four to f- five to six weeks. Yeah, I, I probably had like around six, like six weeks of, of filming or something. Maybe a little less because of I was hurt a little bit here and there, just tiny things. But but yeah, something like like 
six weeks, I'll say, yeah. Six weeks to boil down to an edit that's a minute 38. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds like, I don't know how it sounds. Like, first, when you think of it, it's like, oh, that's super easy. But then you just want to get, like, the best shots ever. And you, you cannot just get the best shots ever, like, every spot you show up to. So you're definitely going to want to, like, have, like, almost twice as many shots as you can fit in those 130 minutes. Yeah. You end up, like, you end up going in for it. Yeah. It takes a lot to get that one, you know, 90 seconds together. Yeah. Dude, I promise you I'd never think that sounds easy because mostly when I watch all these edits, I just think I would have died. You know, like in video games, like you die and then you just like, but sometimes you get like another life. Like mm-hmm. like in your edit, like in LJ's edit, I would have died like 9,832,000 times. And then your edit, I figure it's it's probably still around that number, maybe like a couple times less. So I'm just, a, I'm just mostly surprised. Yeah, I'm just mostly surprised that you all aren't in wheelchairs and frankly that you're alive. I mean, shit is getting crazy, right? I mean, do you, do you feel that? I mean, do you, and do you feel the, the kind of the stakes, like the consequences or is it like, dude, I've been doing this a minute and I'm pretty good at it. So like, yeah, it looks pretty consequential, but like we're, you know, how comfortable do you feel? doing this stuff mm, um i have like a high com like i have like a high comfortable level right now but still like it's still like a battle all the time and you know like like you're like battling your fear a lot like not every spot i hit but there's like a lot of spots i do yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of a crazy thing like when you think about it you're just like pushing yourself like scaring yourself getting so many emotions yeah on this like session yeah. but I'm trying to like, with my with my part and with my skiing a lot I'm trying to take it away from that more than like pushing that kind of like I want I want to I want to make urban skiing more like fun and just still like technical, hard and cool. And of course people can do crazy things too, but I'm just trying to open like more doors yeah. where you can kind of like get as much credit for doing something creative and, and technical and new as you get from like hitting the biggest rail ever. Yeah. Cause it's been a lot like, like for, for a couple of years, like, stepping it up more in into sizes than just like thinking new different tricks and ways kind of yep totally um and i mean it certainly um with without trying to oversimplify things i mean it certainly seems like sort of the bunch in general and the bunch film projects that's kind of a hallmark right i mean there's still a lot a lot of technical stuff going on but it 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 looks pretty different, um, and uh, you agree with that? I mean, or is that just how it's too too over simplistic? No, I think like yeah, we we've we've done it differently, and it's like takes a couple of years to come around now. But I like when I go to snow parks, 
around now, I can definitely see like, wow, we have inspired some kids. Huh. Like, and it's like, like it's like it's like I go to US or Sweden or Finland. Like I see it, I've seen it like all around all season, and it's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, to, to see that. That's you know? re- that's <clears throat> really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and, yeah, Yeah. I guess that's what we were looking at, too, like, growing up, like, we were always looking at, like, Mike Hornbeck and Phil Casabon and Henrik and all these people doing it differently and stuff, so, yeah, it's just always been, like, our focus. Can we talk about Henrik for a second? Yeah. He's pretty good at skiing. Yeah, he's... He's an alien. Yeah, he really is. He had to have gone to your space academy. Yeah, he was probably there, but we didn't even know. <laughs> they had him on like the upper floor. They just yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know when we talked, uh, when you and I talked uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever, um, you you mentioned, I, I asked you, I wasn't even trying to say like, tell me, you know, whose edit you from Real Ski, the other of the other edits, whose you thought was the most impressive, but just like what one just kind of opened, you know, made you raise your eyes, and and you were kind of like Henrik, Henrik, Henrik. Yeah. Um, it yeah. It's, yeah, it definitely was like like that. <laughs> talk about like it's funny when I watch his stuff. And and by the way, in case you couldn't tell, like Park is not, you know, my background. Um, when I watch his stuff, there's just so much damn stuff going on. I'm like not smart enough to even process like what he's doing, I think. Like I feel like I'm getting like 65% of it. And so I guess I'm curious, like if you, where you, where you kind of put him, him and his style in the history of kind of you know, for lack of a better word, whatever, park, urban, freestyle. Um, how would you explain it? How how distinctive or unique is his style versus, um, ah, he's he's just super good, but it's kind of more of like an evolution um, or or similar to to stuff we've already seen versus like, like you know, like this is other, you know, this just seems other. He's... He he's always been on other and just like I mean like taking it back from like back in Sweden he was so like other than the Swedish guys yeah. in the Swedish ski community he got so much hate from huh. wearing like these baggy pants and like posing with grills and stuff and he was just like taking so much shit over forums and like probably in slopes and stuff too, I guess. And he always like stuck so true to what he thought, you know, he never like, he was just wearing a, a bigger hoodie or something the day after. Like he's, <laughs> yep. he's, he's a true, true dude. And like, yeah, he, him and Phil together have just invented so many tricks. Yeah. That it's just like incredible to see there. My favorite video ever, just because I thought it was—it's the most revolutionary ski video, like park ski video—is Muddy Winters that they made. Yeah, a couple of years, like that was like probably four or five years ago in in um, 
uh, New Zealand, the New Zealand park. Yeah. And but the crazy thing too is like how he keeps on inventing tricks. Yeah. And stuff like you should. It's not. It's hard to stay that on top for a long time, and and he definitely has. Yeah. And the way like he got uh, like I can talk on Henrik for like ever. You know, like he on competitions he does like new tricks every comp, and he just <laughs> learns like his tricks and comps, and everyone like says he just does three sixties in the training and then it's like his run or something and then he just goes up and does like a new double that he hasn't done like he recently just did a natural butter double 12 and just doing that like your regular way would seem so sketchy like <laughs> being on the kicker i don't know and the way like the fact that he like oh, like when you see him hit back country like he he jumps like off like insane cliffs that like most people wouldn't even like even good skiers wouldn't yeah. like probably yeah. jump off that you know like not even with a spin yeah and like because the landing is like flat like he doesn't care about conditions he just sends <laughs> and then he just goes up and sends like a double 1080 and he just stomps it like i don't know like he's at every every single thing in skiing he can master especially the mental thing i i feel like he just knows like he just can get in a zone where he's like fully fully trusting himself like fully confident yeah and boom yeah yeah it's wild um and by the way your video your edit just kind of topped his yeah that's kind of crazy, huh? By the way, I need to piss really bad. I'll be back in <laughs> Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm back. Cool. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, yeah, it, it's really fun listening to you talk about Henrik. And, um, uh, and maybe part of why it's fun, or one of the reasons it's fun, is because, like, you know, you guys both just put up and edit and and i mean years i think deservingly took a gold you know and um which again it's just it's super impressive that is a it's a heavy hitting field and i mean henrik sedic is obviously great right but um in talking about in talking about your style a little bit and and i guess not so much style but the thing that fucking blows my mind watching your stuff and and I'm going to defer to your technology or your uh, terminology on all this. But you and I talked, you know, last time and I asked you what your favorite trick was in your real ski edit. And I think your answer was the thing that I just kept like rewinding and watching yeah. again and again. Right. But and I think it's I think it's exactly at one minute, 26 seconds. What would you call what do you call the trick or the move? The peanut butter 450 on. Peanut butter 450 on. Yep. And it's it's named by my friend BMAC. Okay. He, he's always been like naming tricks in the past, and he was definitely the first one who did those. So, yep, it's the, it's the peanut butter 4. Peanut butter 4. Um, uh, again, I'll, I'm going to defer to you in terms of who's doing what these days. But dude, like you got a weird ability to like spring load some tips 
onto some really tall shit while spinning. And yeah. I, I think that's the thing, like, and, and you correct me if you're wrong or what, like, let's say like what the people, you know, what other people would say about your skiing. But that's the thing to me that I just am like, that's not possible. That's not possible. Does that, is that, am I onto something here? Is, would, did some, would some other people agree with me on this front? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I think especially with that peanut butter 450 and a couple of things, like there's a couple, I mean, like, they're of course possible, but I've done them, like, for a couple of years. So it, yeah. like, took me a couple of years to get that good, whereas other people might have not tried those for a couple of years. Like, being able to, like, do them like I did it there is probably very few people they can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I th- and that, yeah. Yeah. That, that one, uh, I was talking with one of our reviewers here at Blister, Scott Nelson, and... I mean, Scott is a damn good skier in his own right. And I just was talking about, I guess, the peanut butter four. And he's like, dude, what about the closer? And I was like, oh, right, the closer. Yeah, that's pretty damn impressive, too. But like, and so that was, I think, I mean, your, uh, yeah, your, your, your closing trick. Um, uh, that was, that was the one. What's that? The wall ride 270 the, to the rail. Yeah. <laughs> Like my brain shut down after the peanut butter four, but apparently, yeah, some other people were were fairly impressed with the with the with the wall ride to rail. Yeah. Um, how scared were you on that one, or how how comfortable versus how scared were you on that move? I wasn't. I was. I went there one time and I was really scared, and then. We got kicked out, and then I came back just with like kind of like a new mindset or something. I was yeah. just feeling it way more this time, and just wasn't that scared at all. And had had kind of a, it was just it was a long and kind of frustrating session because it was so hard to get like to the rail perfectly. Usually, I would pop over the rail because it was like you want to pop a little bit to get the two seventy around. And like time after time, I just like went like past the rail, and yeah. So it it definitely was kind of a struggling session, but one that I was feeling confident on. So it was fun, and I ended up breaking skis and stuff. Like it was like kind of a rough, yeah. rough one. Yeah, actually, uh, someone actually by the name of Scott Andrus pointed out to me that there's something funny if you look closely. Uh, as you're as you're about to hit the wall or coming off the wall, yeah, your ski your skis look funny. Yeah, yeah. I got one Magnus and one <laughs> cart. Because just that session, one broke, and I was like, okay, this is the only backup I have at the moment. So, you know, I this is the only mounted ski, so I'll put it on and keep going. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, different different <clears throat> wide than. But it worked out nice. Carl and Magnus, good team together. Someone should try it. <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah, yeah, you started the trend, right? Um, have you checked out... Um, LJ Strenio released this crash reel, right? It was this, like, what, 28, 29-minute thing that was literally, I guess, every single attempt uh, uh, of a trick that made it into his real ski edit. And 
it seems like it got, you know, it, it was raising some people's eyes, right? And eyebrows. And uh, I mean, the thing, again, from someone who isn't out there filming these urban segments, like, honestly, like a couple of us at Blister were talking about it and watching it and like, dude, it's, it's fucking brutal to watch. Like, you almost have to kind of look away. And I guess what I'm curious is like, one, I don't know if you've watched it or seen some of it. Or how much you're like, no, dude, that's called making an edit. Like, that's, you know, like, this is called, the, welcome to the six weeks I spent putting together my own edit. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, first, like, I watched it kind of, like, I start, like, I watched it and I skipped through, like, I, I'm not going to watch like 28 minutes of sounds. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really like, it's not what I watch. I don't get stoked on it. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really watch it, I guess, fully. But I know, like I saw, I saw what it was all about. And I really respect LJ for doing that. You know, like he's, he definitely put on the most, you know, like the, he put out the highest risk, I would say, to, to get his part done. And that that video really showcases why. And and uh, it's not like it's. I mean, it's like that a lot, but like not as much for me and for other people in the field. And that's also what I'm trying to step away from is that yeah. Yeah. whole crazy like that it has to be like deadly. You know, I want it to be relatable for, pe- for people. Like I like I have a hard time seeing like someone watching that video and like yeah like let's go hit some streets yeah you know but if yeah so i like to make stuff more relatable to people like make it more look more fun and stuff that's what i'm all about so me it wasn't that crazy but it definitely is like especially like it is crazy like especially when you're at the spot or something you see what's going on like the real life view is just like even like double you know double as crazy usually for for any spot and then sometimes it's more and you know it's like when you're with some homie and they get a shot like that it's like it's so insane to see it in real life i bet yeah yeah um i don't know man i just like i you guys are are stepping up to such big things and I mean, honestly, like I just walking away from some of the some of the crashes is it's just I mean, it's been it's been big for a, for a minute. Right. This isn't brand new. But like, I don't I don't know, like the frankly, in some ways, like the the stuff you guys are walking away from is almost as impressive as the tricks you're pulling off. Yeah. Can we talk about the bunch a little bit? I mean, we, we've been a little but um, uh, sure. Awesome. The bunch is definitely um, on on people's radars, right? And there's, I think, um, there's a lot of people that are super psyched on what you guys are doing. There's a lot of people that kind of question what's what this is about. There's some people that maybe don't like what this is about. But I just wanted to kind of get your sense. Um, you know, like first of all, let's go with this. So, what is the bunch, and and how would you describe it in your own words? No, that's an easy one. Well, uh, uh, the answer is, hmm. hmm. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got all day. I got all day. Uh, well, it, we're, we're a crew, you know, like we're, 
we're like a group we we like we live together a lot like we help each other out a lot it's kind of like i've been thinking about that a lot it's probably like because stuff around happens naturally and like we have like a good flow together and you know back in the days people were always always kind of living like that in tribes and stuff it's been like that for millions of years Hmm. so i think that's like kind of what what it is just like a tribe maybe crew that works together and flows together Hmm. as one more than all these different people i guess Uh uh-huh yeah um the collective yeah the collective yeah which is also like a lot of the swedish mentalities like that maybe we got some of that too Mm -hmm. um and we were talking about this a little bit earlier but like and again assuming if there's a rough count on what what's the kind of rough count on the people that are you know doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the bunch or kind of if you guys are talking about um, doing this, that, or the other thing. Are we talking about five people here, six people here, more or less? More, I would say. It's different with different missions, so I'm going to just leave that that question unanswered. Okay, (laughs) yep. But, Um, uh, yeah, it's cool. We got, you know, friends in the U.S. too within the bunch and uh, Sweden and Norway and, like, working like yeah it's cool we 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 can link up with people all over yeah and yeah um can we talk a little bit about like for lack of a better term like the aesthetics of the bunch there's there's a weird vibe right i mean you you watch a you watch a bunch edit and it might look a bit different from some of the other park slash urban slash street edits you've you've seen right mm-hmm. where where did that come from i mean was this stuff that you and gustav and some others were kind of watching it you know watching some years ago and 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 kind of latched on to some some folks doing it maybe in a slightly similar way or did this kind of come from a real strong like let's kind of roll the other way on uh, some of the stuff that you were seeing at the, uh, that was maybe most prominent in like in filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely came like from, I don't know, like, you know, we, we just watched like the different stuff, like the, the newer and creative, more creative stuff that was going on a lot, but it, it came very naturally. Like I even asked my friends now here in the apartment, like, like the aesthetics of the bunch, like what would you guys, how would you guys explain that? And they're like, uh, like I don't know, like we don't, we it just came, you know, like it yeah. came really natural. We never natural. We never like set out like goals or did like like committed to be like different or anything. Yeah, it just you know we did our thing and we watched what we liked and it just came, you know, and. The aesthetics are cool right now, especially the fact that I think that everybody does a little bit like on the side to skiing, like drawing or like music or 
a bunch of like different other creative outputs that kind of all just got us all inspired to yeah. doing a lot. So like, just the aesthetic, the aesthetics is just flow. <laughs> what about for you personally? You're talking about the side stuff. Um, what how, what's your side? Uh, what do we even say? Um, what are you into on the side? You know, outside of the skiing stuff that um, when you're talking about music or movies or art. Mm. Well, we, we, like talking, well, like within the bunch, like it's like kind of like some type of like mm, communication deliver or something like kind of talking to everybody like style. But outside of like the bunch, I guess dancing. I've been getting into dancing a lot lately. Nice. Uh, yeah, I just, like, it was, like, crazy. One time in the club, I was, like, I just knew how to dance. Huh. Like, from, like, not having dancing ever. And then one time in the club, like, boom. I, like, started dancing, and I thought it was so nice, good feeling and crazy. So I got into it. I guess I just let loose. And, like, I believe that my skiing skills and, like, maybe some other skills combined just like my moving my feet really quick you know like learning that from skiing and stuff yeah i just was like i wouldn't say i was like a great dancer that time i learned but i'll definitely say like i would impress the dance floor in the club like from like not not have having danced before (laughs) kind of a thing so (laughs) that just got me like into dancing i'm trying to do some dancing this summer some learn some like do do some courses and stuff right now i'm just like freestyling and so i'd like to do like i don't know just i want to freestyle still but it'd be nice too to learn little basics and stuff yeah that's awesome um Mm -hmm. uh from dancing let's go to um skiing on and like where skiing is at internationally, right? Like you did some, you've done some filming in India. Um, you're heading to Russia and I think you're heading back to Russia, right? Yep. And you, you guys have done some stuff in China. Is that right? Mm, Yeah. Or that wasn't with the bunch, but I was just in China. Yeah. Okay. So any sense on what you, you know, when you're in these places, I mean, maybe what the answer is like, dude, we're just there and we're doing our thing and, and we've got these amazing, th- these amazing cities and places and countries that are a backdrop to the skiing. But do you sometimes get a sense of like those places as kind of, I don't know, like new markets for skiing? Like, do you, do you see or think about like what if some of the people here or like or maybe you just are you're witnessing it like that skiing is on people's radars and or urban is a is a is a growing thing in any of these places you do you see any of that yeah in russia it's a growing it's growing it's like kind of a small community there right now but pretty core and legit one and it's definitely growing 
but like in in India, no one had ever seen that before. Like, like I don't know. Like people had like skis from the eighties in India. You can't the mark like they, you know, like you can't yeah. really have like a ski market with the same brands in India because like if you your skis are gonna be sold cheaper than it costs to make them probably like for people to in India to be able to buy them. Yeah. But uh, people were definitely super inspired by what we were doing there. Like everyone had their phones up and like, like we show up to a spot. They already knew what we were doing last. They like showed us a spot or a shot. Like, hey, like you guys. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> I had never seen that before. And we would always have like a crowd around us huh. just standing there and watching. And sometimes just like looking you know, not even saying anything, not even looking glad or anything, and other people were just sharing on, and it was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. It's, I mean, as as I've gotten to do a, a bit more travel, like, because of Blister, and so, like, a lot of this travel, like, every time I'm going anywhere, we're rolling with, you know, a ton of skis and ski equipment, and, but it's, it's been interesting that, like, you go to these places like skiing is the thing that takes you to these places and kind of opens up these like that's your angle into these different communities and worlds and i mean you're we're doing pretty different things obviously but uh it's kind of the same for you right like you, you're rolling you bring your your skis with you but it's then opening up this is how you get introduced to a russia or an india or a china and it's kind of wild mm-hmm um I'm so thankful for everything that where skiing have brought me and the people I've met and like pretty much it feels like I am skiing or something, you know. Mm -hmm. It shaped my whole life. Yeah. So yeah, for sure cool cool. Like especially now when you're able to like go to these places too and really like the culture experience of traveling as well. Yeah. Going to India was some of the coolest trips trip I've ever done, hmm. and uh, yeah, it's so, like so so like so far out from the Western society, hmm. so far behind. We there was like this, uh, like just yeah. You seen the video? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool, and that was like that got me us inspired to do more trips like this. So we're definitely trying to do some more, bring like our skiing into some crazy cultures and see where where it goes. Yeah. Um, we should we should both get going pretty soon here. Um, just a couple last questions then. Um, uh, we mentioned your pro model. Yep. Um, so I'm always interested, I, I know a number of like good skiers and some of them get real particular about their equipment and others of them really just don't care, you know, like they, it's like, dude, give me kind of whatever. And like, that's cool. Let's go skiing. And, and they just don't mind. And, um, and I don't really feel like one version is right and one version is wrong, but I guess I'm curious in your case, you know, how much, how much how, which which side of that are you on you know a or b like do you really sweat the details and want to you get particular about a flex pattern of a ski or are you kind of like hey what's around um 
well right now i'm like super i'm like i used to just get whatever skis kind of from home is and stuff around so i would just yeah. switch in, in between like hard ones and soft ones and yeah. stuff so like back in the days i was just like yeah whatever but now when i have o3p they can just build me like exactly what i want yep um i'm getting more of a nerd or whatever like I, <laughs> yeah this is how i want it and like I, i'm really stoked on the ski we have developed it's my favorite ski ever and i just i don't know like so stoked for those guys to give me a pro model as well hmm. and letting me be that involved in the company is really cool hmm. like i really want to you know stay with o3p and like work with o3p for a while hmm. super excited on everything that's going on now and like i'm getting inputs in like you know like style wise too and like you know picking up people from the team and helping out with the team and like mm. getting involved in these cool questions in the company yeah and i'm you know it's kind of unique to have that relationship to a ski sponsor yeah that is cool mm -hmm. um so what tell me a minute like in terms of as you said you've moved from like dude i used to get on whatever was around and as you're getting a bit more specific in terms of what you want your ski to do are you on the side of like do you think people might be surprised do you tend to err on the stiffer ski than people might imagine do you tend to like stuff real soft or, or just the the tips soft and spring-loaded uh i'm 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 on a stiffer ski than most people imagine. I feel like I get a lot of times when like they buy my ski, like they think that it's softer because the way I'm like skiing it. Uh -huh. you know, I use the full ski. Yeah. And I really like like the 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 rocker makes the full ski really accessible. You can like swing from your tips to like your noses to your tails really easy. Even though it's not, it doesn't really like flex there. It just kind of like like rolls there more yeah and then still having that stiffness gives you like great pop so it's like it's a good combination to be able to do all the funky butters and stuff and still like pop like yeah. else <laughs> funky butters yeah <laughs> um yeah. yeah um all right last question um what's next um either you can answer that like this is where you're headed next or you can answer that like um what do you what's new on the horizon like what are you thinking about what are you what's the new thing you're getting kind of excited about and into you know like we talked about kind of early um following these new things and you mentioned dancing right but like mm -hmm. you you reading books you watching movies you you getting into visual art um what's next um i'm like getting into like some like spiritual stuff some just like stuff that makes a whole lot of sense to me right now just trying to become a better person and then uh help save the world or something <laughs> That's what's next. That that is a great place to stop. I think for us to stop talking and and uh, and for you to keep uh, you keeping on that path. Um, 
Cool. Become a better yeah. person. Try to save the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Well, cool. Listen, dude, I appreciate the time. And um, this has been real fun. Um, it's been real fun watching you ski and, and fun to um, get to hear your, your take on some of these things. And um, we're going to keep watching. And um, yeah, wish you wish you all the best and, and uh, keep it going, right? Like, keep keep it going. Seems like you're in a good good spot right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to keep surfing the wave. Keep surfing, sure. keep surfing the wave, man. Um, yeah, you too. Keep surfing the wave. <laughs> I'm, I'll do my best. Yeah, um, do, do a slash every once in a while. <laughs> I will. For, go uh, backwards. I don't know. Go backwards once in a while. I was thinking, you know, while we were talking, you know, it's like maybe the bunch needs like the directional skier who's basically just, you know, just just throwing straight airs right you know so you 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 guys talk about that but i i'll uh you know i I, i'll be there if you if you need to uh if you need to differentiate a little bit um so if you if you need that directional skier i'm your guy but at the same time i'll I'll try to throw that slash in every once in a while yeah sounds great (laughs) all right man you take care yep nice to talk to you jonathan you too bye-bye bye that's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Many thanks to Magnus for the conversation. And you can head over to www.thebunch.se to see Magnus and the Bunch do their thing. And you can find Magnus's real ski video in the show notes to this podcast episode on Blister. Many thanks also to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob, who needs to come over sometime soon to have a drink and catch up. We're overdue again, J-Bob. Till next time, head over to blisterreview.com to see what we're up to there. Leave us some feedback on iTunes if you like what you're hearing, and we will talk to you next week.